0: Debut episode, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so starting a podcast. Um, this is really funny for me because the only podcasts I really listen to are true crime. And, um, you know, I'm out here eating lunch or it's handing and I'm hearing her arms were cut off. Her legs were cut off. Um, they pulled her by the fucking hair and put her in the trunk. I'm like, oh, OK, OK, OK. But I don't really listen to like a lot of like casual podcasting. Now, with that being said, that is because I have the attention span of a fucking squirrel. The best thing to ever happen to TikTok were those goddamn Family Guy videos that have um, Temple Run on the bottom, (laughs) the slime tutorials, because I have watched more Family Guy in the past two months than I ever have. I've watched more TV through TikTok just because of those goddamn slime tutorials. That's a whole other thing. I am so excited to start kind of like a free-form podcast moment. We can talk about whatever we want. Um, This is our corner to, you know, just cut up and discuss just life. Um, I'm going to do a podcast episode a week. I'm going to have some guests occasionally, which I'm really excited for. But, yeah, just a space for us to talk. Um, So... One unique aspect to this podcast, though, for me, is I have a soundboard next to me. so I am shook the house, Houston, I'm deceased. (laughs) That changes everything. Because sometimes, sometimes you just cannot, like, express the emotion you need with words. Like, that's very poetic, I know. Like, I'm kind of on my, like, uh, why did the cage birds sing uh, era. But um, I, I feel like nothing captures my emotions more than, like, a reaction picture of like a a dog or like an animal and sound effects. It it really just massages my brain. Like I fucking love them so much. They just they capture so much for me. So, today's topic for the podcast is delusion. For me, starting a podcast with no prior podcasting experience and thinking that it's going to go smoothly is a little bit delusion. It's hopeful delusion. It's delusion nonetheless. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I have restarted this audio message maybe 40 times. And I've about damn near cried and ripped my ball sack off. Oh, can I say ball sack? Does Apple Podcast take you down for ball sack? I know Spotify does. Because they do that. Rip off your shirt if you love me. Uh, spit in my mouth when you fuck me or whatever. <laughs> so they, they let everything fly over there. Um... I don't know, but we're going to find out. Ball sack, ball sack, ball sack. But, um, you know, there's a delusion behind a lot of the decisions I make for my everyday life. And I want to touch on that. This has been a theme that I have really talked about with, like, my friends, my family. Not my therapist because, shockingly to many, I have not booked one. Um, girl, you're going to find out why in this goddamn podcast because I swear we about this spill everything. Delusion for me is kind of like escapism, Right? It's putting your headspace somewhere that you intentionally know is very hopeful. It's very, um, you know, fantasy sometimes. Like when you say, I'm going to go to Raising Cane's and the waiter is going to tongue punch my fart box. Or maybe something a little less profane. Maybe he's going to dance with me. That's a little delusional. (laughs) Now, could the waiter very well jump the counter and dance with me because I ordered that box combo? Yeah, maybe. Well, yes. But, um real like the reality is he's probably not going to right I'm living in delusion walking into raisin canes now as long as I accept that the delusion might not be reality I think it's safe right but if you walk into raisin canes and you expect that to happen that metaphor is gonna haunt me for life but y'all just I am speaking I speak through metaphors I'm like the fucking uh Troll that lived under the bridge in Dora. It gets the message out clear without having to say it. So I lo- I live for a metaphor. So y'all gonna get really sick of those. Um, Some of y'all about to be real mad at me. Metaphor tally is at one for the episode, I believe. <laughs> wanting good for myself or wanting things to go exceptionally well, that just shows self care. That shows that like I I prioritize like wanting the best for myself, right? That delusion. That delusion has saved me so many times. Walking into the room and being like, I'm about to shut this place down like a fire drill. That's a little bit delusional, but bitch, I turn some heads. When I have that headspace on, oh, it's over. I would like to call this delusion 19. I am currently not vaccinated for delusion 19, clearly, right? So I feel like a lot of times in the relationships I have, whether that be friends, family, my dog, sneaky links, situationships, whatever, there's this idea that someone someone is living better in my head than they are treating me in reality. This has been monumental the past couple weeks. I am realizing that I am like idolizing all these men in my life and all these like situationships and whatever they may be right I am idolizing all these men in my life because of either how I imagine they could treat me with some changes I'm I'm living almost in an alternate reality than what is actually happening because I want what's best for myself what's crazy is though that's doing the opposite Because I'm chasing these idealized versions of, like, people – oh, my God, that was a big-ass fucking word. Not really, but, like, it felt SAT to me. But um, I'm chasing these idealized – now I can't fucking say it, girl. (laughs) I'm chasing these, like, idealized versions of these men because I want what's best for me. But in reality, it's time to face the music. I'm living in that delusion. They're not treating me that way. Right? Sometimes the only person that can treat me the way I deserve to be treated is myself. Thank you, Oprah Winfrey. I'm sure she said that at some point. But that's, that's huge, right? That's huge. I This whole time, I'm like, maybe if I just, you know, edit how this person treats me a little bit. Or I ask them if they could, you know, text me more or whatever. Bitch, if they're not doing it organically, they're just following commands at that point. They're not the perfect person for me. They just know how to obey like a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you should really text me more. Bitch, why weren't they texting me more in the beginning? There's something to be said about communication, right? There's something to be said about communication, and there's something to be said about, like, communicating your wants, communicating your needs, and then them responding, like, appropriately. But a lot of times, if you're doing that with everything, I wish you'd hold the door for me. I wish you'd text me more. I wish you'd compliment me more. Um, honey, if you got to ask for all of those things... You dating a delusion, you're dating a delusion version. You're dating a, an alternate, like, you're dating a a alternate reality version of this motherfucker. Like, you are trying to build a man. Like, this ain't build a bitch. Like, you are living in delusion. And when I say you, I'm meaning me. If you relate to this, know that I am laying myself out here like fucking Joan of Arc. Because I, I just want y'all to know this has been on my, on my headspace. And I don't know, right? Delusion as a whole fuels me personally and helps me achieve things for me. I am the most beautiful person in the world today. If you believe it, bitch, it's true. You can't tell me nothing. If you believe, I am, I am literally the... I am the smartest motherfucker since Einstein, which not to lay his shit out, but I don't even know what he did. <laughs> Can we have like, I need to have John Green on the pod. Is he the one that does, is he the green brother that does history? I'm asking imaginary person, bitch, I'm home alone, but um, I need him on here because I actually don't know what Einstein did. But if you say to yourself, I'm the smartest person since Einstein and you live in that delusion, Motherfucker, you are going to be brilliant and you are going to be very happy. You're going to be smiling all day, you know, and um, wanting like just living in that delusion. So I have been going out a lot more. Um, And when I mean going out, I mean, I see going out in the lens of like. The way Paris Hilton, Brittany and Lindsay Lohan used to go out. Minus the booger sugar, I don't do that. Personally, um, no shade to anybody that does. I just, I just don't do that personally. Uh, I just wanted to lay that out there for any of my sponsors. Um, <laughs> I just, I just lost a sponsor from the Coke community. Uh oh. I've been going out a lot more recently, and I've really been putting an emphasis on, you know, maybe j- um, challenging myself to wear something cuter, challenging myself to spend more time on self care before I go out tanning um doing a little bit of makeup like doing my hair different you know there's only so many ways that a fucking uh 23 year old twink can do his hair but girl you know what i mean um got a little blue going on yeah so um i've been challenging myself going out a lot more to like live in this delusion that whatever i'm doing is going to make an impact now when i say oh girl i'm going to shut down the bar tonight cuz i'm wearing this top from Zara, mind you, but maybe I don't, maybe I don't turn one head, but I feel amazing about myself. So there's something to be said about setting this intention at this like delusional thing, right? When you have a case of delusionitis, when you have a case of delusion 19, you are unstoppable. So that kind of leads me to career. For all of you that are listening that maybe have these like crazy visions or crazy, I don't want to make it sound like you, the poltergeist or something, but crazy visions or crazy goals that just seem impossible. They seem untouchable. Throw on that delusion cap and shoot for it. And what's crazy is when you set your sights at such an untouchable level, you are going to get further than you ever would if you were stuck in reality oh, I can't do that, I don't have the money for it. Oh, I can't do that, I don't have the support for it. Yeah, at a certain point, because you're so focused on why you can't, you don't shoot for anything crazy. It's a safety mechanism. It's, it's protecting us. It's I don't want to face embarrassment, so I'm not gonna shoot for the stars with this, right? Things like money, things like location, things like family support, friends support, they're huge. They impact so much of what we do. But when you let yourself live in that escapism headspace, I can do it because I said I can do it. That's all I need to know, right? You you're, you, blast past where you think you could be. Now I'm speaking from experience, y'all. Um, honestly, I used to live in a lot of self-doubt. I still do. Um, But I have these surges of clarity. Most of the time it's at 3 a.m. after a J. Let's be real. Um, but a lot of times it's at 3 a.m. and I'll be on Pinterest and everything's right. I know what outfits I want to wear. I know what I want to post. I know how I feel about my friends. I know how I feel about my family. I'm full of so much self-love and just like clarity. And I wake up and all that clarity has gone. So that's why... At 3 a.m., when I get that surge, or whenever I get that moment of clarity, I do. I do, and I do hard. That sounds really, really explicit. That sounds real porn hub, but I need y'all to just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to take advantage of those moments of clarity because I'm human. You know what I mean? Like, I am human. The the five seconds of delusion that I feel unstoppable. I know that in a couple hours or the next morning I'm I'm gonna be I I'm, I'm not even gonna know what I want for breakfast, y'all. But we we tend to stop ourselves, you know? We tend to stop ourselves from jumping on that impulse. We tend to stop ourselves. Damn, I need to clear my throat. I need a mucinex. Um no, I think it's allergies, Alti. Uh, I'm not gonna get y'all sick through the microphone, don't worry. Um, but those moments where, you know, I feel unstoppable. That's because that inner voice, RuPaul calls it inner saboteur, right? I don't know if y'all watch Drag Race. I know it's like a controversial topic. Well done, um, mama. I, I love Drag Race because one thing that Ru always says is something about how your inner saboteur. That's so important. Yes, you're battling people that don't believe in you. Yes, you're battling, you know, maybe friends that aren't supportive. Yes, you're battling whatever in your life but you will never face a battle as hard as the one inside your own head telling you you can't do it. With this podcast, I have wanted to start it so many times, but there's something in my head that keeps saying, like, there's something in my head that keeps stopping me. I don't know what that is. Y'all, this is is some real, like, therapy shit right now. This is some real, like, Dr. Phil therapy shit. Which, side note, the fact that he is not a doctor... (gasps) Is Dr. Seuss a doctor, though? That's the question. Who is a real doctor, bitch? Mick Stuffins. Yes, She's mother. a real doctor. Let's yes, do a mother. drastic topic switch for a minute. I am so... I, I'm screaming in this damn mic. I am so sad that I did not grow up in the Doc McStuffins era. Is it inappropriate for a 23-year-old man to pop up Doc McStuffins and watch the reruns right now? Because I'm, abs- like, I'm obsessed with her. She's got those plush toys coming in, and they're like, oh, my leg! And she's like, yes, let me stitch you up, let me stitch you up. Like, and her mom, I don't know, does her mom ever bust down the door and say, girl, who the fuck are you talking to? I Probably not, right? They're probably real or something. I don't know, I need to watch it. Cause somebody please make it make sense? Honestly, I'm in my Doc McStuffins era right now. Um... I don't have stuffed animals anymore though I kind of got rid of them oh my god that's another thing you talk about living in delusion tell me why my best friends as a kid were stuffed puppy dogs and build a bears (laughs) (laughs) like that's delusion in reality I just wanted somebody that wouldn't argue with me I'm like if you tell your plush bear to go sit there and you move him, he's staying put, you know, and that's what's kind of beautiful about those things. And you can just move him around and say, sit, and they stay. Like, there's no there's no quiet, ain't no back talk, you know? Um, that's really why we love those stuffed animals, because we're just all bossy as a kid. Uh, oh, my gosh. So I have a feeling that this podcast is quickly going to become my own, like, Taylor Swift era's tour, because, like, sometimes I'm going to be in the mood to just, like, talk about men and talk about life and other times i'm gonna want to talk about my favorite album that just dropped and what i appreciate is this is an open space that we can talk we could talk about whatever the hell we want with that being said we do need to talk about taylor Swift's era tour that girl is a genius so i just actually saw i saw her the second night of her tour So, you know, she was still getting those technical kinks out. Um, But honestly, she had so much adrenaline. Oh, my God. You would have swore she was a damn quarterback for the NFL because she was on that stage growling. She was breathing heavy and shit. I was like, whoa, damn, little girl. Like, this is a country song. You don't need to have rabies. But I I love her. Like, I love her. You know, we keep going back to delusion. That's a girl that said, I'm going to do a three hour show and you're going to sit there. With the attention span that we have as a generation right now, it is fucking nuts that she said, I'm going to give you a three-hour show, and ma'am, I could barely sit through two minutes on the microwave for my breakfast sandwich without checking TikTok, and, you know, I look back up, and it says 1.30. Like, it's it's barely—it's that, it's that serious. But anyway, with that being said, girl put on a three-hour show. Damn, it was incredible. Damn. Those are those people that you go see them, and— I was ready to get her fucking name tattooed on me after I left that. Like, it was that good. Um, with that being said, I encourage y'all. I, I'm not sponsored here, but I encourage y'all to get tickets if you can. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in the nosebleeds. I was setting up in Albuquerque, and I still could see everything. Um, it was beautiful. Like, and the floor was projections. Oh, it was, it was, it was stunning. She, she did that. Well done, oh, mama. Tell me about it. She was performing all too well, and I swear to God, I I was seeing, like, visions of, like, my entire life. Like, I swear to you, I saw every relationship. I saw every sneaky link. Hell, I even saw when I had three girlfriends back in middle school. We gonna break that down? Is this the episode for that? Yeah, I think it is. Can y'all believe that I had girl... I... I cannot believe that I had a girlfriend era. Um... I currently have a roommate, and we are both gay. I know, shocking plot twist for everybody. Um, sorry, sorry to disappoint everybody uh, about all that. So, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, we were talking, and it is crazy to me. I was jumping into these relationships, and I wasn't even dating these people for. Now they were all lovely. I was not dating these people for them. I was dating these people to shut up the gay allegations. That level of love and, like, actually, like, we need to talk about that. That is so crazy to think that my first, like, three, two, three relationships simply existed so people would perceive me different. You know, I and I struggle. I, I think I still struggle a lot, especially with relationships like I almost sometimes keep in mind how my friends are going to perceive my partner. I keep in mind how my family is going to perceive my partner. Obviously, I'm not dating somebody that's like horrible. Right. I'm not dating like the fucking hamburger from McDonald's or whatever, although if he's listening, please call me. Um, Cause I love a man that can provide for his family and give me some damn food for the road. That's beautiful, but um, well, yes. I think part of like me is I know that my standards are high. I know that I I know that I have good standards. I know that I want best for myself. Like we were talking about, but at the same time, because of that headspace that I started relationships with, I now like really worry about how I'm how people are gonna perceive my relationship and what it, what it changes. You know, I hope my friends think they're cute. I hope they're, my friends think they're nice. I hope my friends think we look good together. Like, yes, that's important, but bro, living for other people and not living for you is, that's a curse. You know, that is such a dangerous like place to be at. I am so thankful to like my for you page that it sounds like the dumbest fucking thing but i am so thankful to my for you page lately because a lot of social medias i i feel like um a lot of social medias really focus on kind of like deceiving you like i i want to believe that this sabrina girl i follow on instagram is living her best life in Maui, but I know for a fact that she does not give a fuck, right? Like, I know she's just there. She posts on Instagram, and then she's like, Mom, shut up! Like, you know, like, there's some, there's definitely some lies and fairy tales happening behind the scene. But with TikTok, like, I feel like I'm getting more authentic creators on my For You page that are really striving to just, like, normalize, like, feelings and normalize um just being authentic and, like, truly authentic, you know? Like, for today as much as I want to be funny, as much as I want to like constantly like live in this like comedy headspace, like today on my heart is really this idea of like living in a more elevated and fantasized version of reality in my head. That to me has kept me sane this past week. I have been tried like a convicted felon this week. So, you know, for me, for me, for me I had to get into that escapism headspace right and I wanted to break that down on the podcast so bad I wanted to talk to you guys and, and really be authentic because you know as much as I set my intention for the podcast set my intention for the day god I am talking 90 miles an hour bitch! I sound like the fucking five nights at Freddy's people um I, as much as much as I wanted to talk about these like funny lighthearted topics like that's on my heart today right and I'm really thankful to TikTok right now because I I think this people striving to be more authentic, you know, all the way down to makeup reviews. I love seeing – now you're seeing makeup reviews where people are taking the beauty filter off and, bitch, you're seeing pores. You're seeing acne scars. You're seeing those things. You know, I, I don't know about you guys. You know, I know I'm an old fart. I'm at – well, not really. You know what I mean. But I, I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that are like 21, 20, and I'm 23, so I'm not, you know, pushing 80. But I, I will say – Like, growing up, like, our our generation, like, growing up, we were seeing perfection. We were seeing people that just had their shit together at all times, right? You You were seeing in the media, you were seeing these, like, people that were just perfect. I just remember being, like, 12 years old, being like, why do I not look like Zac Efron in High School Musical right now? Y'all couldn't have told me nothing. I felt like I looked like him. I remember one point I was in the backseat of my car and I ripped a little poster shred out of, uh, I don't know if y'all know J14 magazine, like those, um, the magazines that used to be like all the Disney stars and everything, but I ripped a poster of Zac Efron out of a J14 magazine and I pressed him to the uh, window of my back seat of my car and I was waving to people. This is such, we're talking about delusion. That is delusion for me. Cause people are thinking, what the fuck is this crazy little gay boy putting a magazine press on the fucking window waving for acting like he's that person. Cause sweetie, the material does not add up. Like, but for me, like I thought that that was attainable at that point. I thought that being that perfection at 12 years old was attainable and not like Zach Efron's perfect. He is fine as hell, but don't like at that point, that's high school, you know? What Zac Efron was giving, what Sharpay was giving, what, you know, every, everybody's a legend. Even Kelsey's a legend in that movie. Let's talk about it. But that was high school. That was the perfection. That's what I wanted to achieve, right? That was not realistic for me at 12 years old. It's barely realistic for me now at 23. Um, that, now that we are living in a generation where our generation is trying to be more authentic online, trying to be a real, a real example to look to. Back on Drag Race, like we were talking about earlier, um, there's a contestant named Anitra. She's the you better walk that fucking duck. But um, she has like some severe acne scarring on her face. And what I love is they didn't blur it. And in fact, I believe in the first or second episode, she had a confessional where she talked about, oh, yeah, I just feel like I feel pretty sensitive about my skin. And they told us they shared that. I don't I don't think I have seen any single person talk about her skin this season besides how powerful it is that we are seeing a real representation of skin texture on stage where it is a show all about like looking like perfection, right? it was it's just little things like that it was so impactful and i am so happy like even with this podcast like i'm sure a lot of things are going to happen in the next couple of weeks i mean oh my god the past couple of weeks alone have been nuts like there's a lot of things we can talk about right i hope that we can really have like an authentic place to just like talk and just like relate to one another because that for me is something that i I needed growing up. I needed to hear queer creators. I needed to hear, you know, I needed to hear these people open up about things and and really just, like, normalize just being fucking human. I know that sounds so dumb, but, like, just normalize, like... Shit, like, I literally just talking about, I'm so, like, I will set on Pinterest, and I will delete pins until my Pinterest board looks perfect so I can go to bed. If the color palette doesn't match, it's there. If I leave the house, I have to triple lock my door to make sure it's locked, right? Those are examples of, like, my OCD shit, but, like, I swear, like, those are things I don't talk about online, but, like, oh, my God, if somebody posted about having to triple lock the door, I'd be like, yes, bitch, me too, like, me too. Like it's little things like that, and you know, I especially with my friends and just like all the connections I've made in my life lately, it's a no bullshit zone right now. Let's get real. Let's talk. You know, let's 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 get real real. The embarrassing shit. I pissed the bed till you know. Let's. <laughs> why am I oversharing? I, I pissed the bed till about when I was talking about slamming that damn Zac Efron picture on the window. For me. I don't need to share that all the time, but damn, if you want me authentic, I'm not going to like cut that off, right? This is an oversharing corner for me, but in that oversharing, I'm hoping that you two can have a laugh and you two can be like, damn, that's a real, that's a real conversation we just had. That's a real like listening experience because listen, like whether you're listening to this in the car, whether you're listening to this tanning, hashtag tanning booth, I want every week to be a fun but also just real experience for us. Like, I, this is just such a, like, such a cool opportunity for me. Like, I, I'm just so happy to be doing a podcast and sharing a different side of myself with you guys and also just giving myself, like, a journal to look back on, like, I don't know where I was at that specific week, you know? Like, right now, clearly, I'm going through it with the men. So, I mean, surprise, surprise. That's kind of probably going to be episode 4 and episode 16. So, also... This soundboard, I I am going to abuse this episode because it's just, it's so fun for me. Like, I'm going to be slamming that fucking soundboard. But, um, thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of The Tanning Booth. Um, I'm going to post every Friday, so stay tuned for that. Um, this will be, like, our weekly catch-up, and I am so excited to keep it up. Okay, this was The Tanning Booth episode one. Episode two, see y'all next week. Love you!